Welcome to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast with Jennifer Arthurton. Listen in for real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. I'm very excited to introduce you to Amy Edwards and her partner, Kathy, who started a company um, really all about empowering women and starting a conversation about things that we don't necessarily talk about. This is a relatively recent business, as far as I understand it, and uh, we're going to get into the hows and whys and um, yeah, just have a conversation about it. So welcome, Amy. Kathy can't be on the line yet, but hopefully she'll be able to join us partway through so we can have this conversation with both of you. So welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So your company is called We Warriors, um, and maybe you can ex- just tell us a little bit about um, how it came into being, what exactly it is, and what it is that you guys are looking to accomplish with this. Okay. I'll give you the short answer first because I can get pretty lengthy on this. Um, <laughs> we Warriors is a company that is a women-owned and operated company. We create incontinence products for women. And we have a washable, reusable pad that's made of organic cotton and bamboo. Uh, we have a patent on the design. And it's meant to be worn with your own underwear. We sell it in um, starter kits or singly with and a, a non-toxic adhesive stick that you use to put the, adhere the pad to your underwear. And then it also comes with a leak-proof carry pad. So if you're out and about and you have a leak while you're out, you know, whatever, in between meetings, hiking the dog, doing deadlifts at the gym, whatever it is you're doing, you can put a use pad in a leak-proof side with a, a waterproof zipper and put a clean pad in and just keep going because oh, cool. we all have shit to do. So <laughs> nobody has time for that. Um, right. And then we also have a little mesh wash bag that comes with it. Yeah, so that's what we do. We, so we wanted to do multiple things when we looked, started uh, looking into how we wanted to manufacture. One of the things was we wanted to manufacture in the United States. We sort of, you know, we, we started this company, doing the research for this company two and a half years ago. And um, we really wanted to, in the, in the course of that two and a half years, as conversations in our country started to change, we wanted to redefine for us what Made in America meant for us. So mm-hmm. we wanted to do Made in America because often when textiles are created overseas, there's not a lot of oversight into chemical finishes and things like that. So we sourced our materials for our pads in the United States. They are created by a couple who emigrated here from India. And we manufacture in Colorado at a sew center that is owned and operated by a woman who is a Mexican immigrant. She pays her employees above living wage and many of her employees have been with her for 20 years so to us it was just as important to source um looking for 
people who we felt were ethical and um, who were doing the right thing through every part of their business. And it was just as important to look for partners who were doing that in their business as it was for us to do that in our business. Wow. So, um, so, you know, as a result, you know, things take longer to do if you're, if you're doing things what, in what we consider a really ethical manner. Right. It takes longer to do it. It costs more to do it. It's harder, but it's also worth it in our book to do it right. that way. And so, um, yeah, so we're looking at soup to nuts. What do you do? How, how do you make it right from the beginning? And right. um, so, so we're kind of full circle that way. And then, and then we also give back 10% of our founder's profits to um, programs that help women in education and in job sourcing um, mm. because we kind of feel like, you know, that's our obligation. If we're going to succeed, we have to turn around and help other people succeed behind right. us. So what got, you, what got you guys started down this path? Because I understand, I think you both have other businesses. And I mean, you're, so, in your, you're 50. And as I understand it, your partner's in her 60s. So yes. what, <laughs> why take on a project like this? Right. Kathy this and, I, <laughs> Kathy and I owned a technical writing business together. So okay. we had been business partners for some time. We'd known each other for 15, 16 years, worked together for all that time. Actually, maybe longer than that. We may have worked together longer than that. We owned a business together for 15 years. And um, we, we, I, I just, we were, we had a scheduled conference call later one day and I was at the gym and I work out at a CrossFit gym here locally and I was do, practicing Olympic lifts. And seriously, every time I'd stand up from a freaking squat, I would leak a little. And it, it was not a lot. Like this is not, this has not been a giant issue for me throughout my life, but it was very frustrating. And so I'm driving home and I'm calling Kathy and I'm like, all right, I will be on our conference call, but I have to change my stupid pants because I was leaking at the gym. And she's like, leaking? What's wrong with you? And I said, but I just have this stress incontinence and that is happening when I do weighted lifts, right? And she's like, oh, I... I've been having this problem with urging continence. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And she said, well, she said, so, so I, you know, I'm like, I get to the house and I suddenly have to go to the bathroom like that very second, you know, I'm fumbling with my keys or whatever. It's actually called key in the door syndrome where you get home. And that's what pelvic floor specialists refer to it or urologists refer to it as key in the door syndrome. You oh, get home, and even though you're fine, five minutes ago, suddenly you have to go to the bathroom right this very second. And, um, and so, so, you know, we, we had our conference call and I said, well, I'm, what have you been using after our conference call? Not, not on our conference call. <laughs> right. uh, you know, we had this conversation afterward and I, she tells me, well, there are all these different, you know, solutions out there, but they're stupid and they don't work for me and they're nasty and they pollute the landfills and they're, you know, they're all disposable. So we started looking at what else was available and none of them fit us. You know, there are great solutions out there. Uh, there are great companies doing amazing things and um, they just didn't work for us because we needed something that was easier to change out or, you know, that we could take with us on the go. And we honestly 
the, our biggest number one factor was we didn't want to put anything else in a landfill. Right. 15 million women in the United States alone suffer from stress urinary incontinence. That is the most prevalent kind of urinary yeah. incontinence. I mean, and I think you're, all of us you can relate to that. I mean, right. Especially if you've had a child, right? You pick up your toddler absolutely. and you know, you're like, or you oh. sneeze and you got to cross your legs. Or you're, <laughs> right. Or you're out with your girlfriends and you're cracking up and you're like, oops, you know? So, um, so if 15 million people are having this and they're wearing maybe even just one panty liner for this every day, that's 15 million panty liners every day going into a landfill. Mm. That's crazy. Right. And also they're not like they're, they're full of chemicals and harsh finishes and they're terrible for yeah. you. And yeah. as women age, your skin becomes thinner and more delicate and, um, and you know, they it, you can lead to yeast infections and urinary tract infections and all sorts of problems. So we wanted to create something that was better for the environment and better for our bodies. Yeah. So we were, it took us a year just to more than a year, almost two years to develop the um, materials and, and design the pattern and then figure out how, how, first of all, if we make this, how are we going to stick it? you know, had to be used with our own underwear, did not want wings or snaps or flaps or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so we have, our patent is actually on the design of the pad so that you can adhere it to your own underwear. Um, and then, um, and then we used, we, we needed to have, um, needed to have it have soft edges. And that was one of the things that was really important to us, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly, I had my mother's in her late 70s and she had never talked to me about incontinence until I started this company. Right. And I'm like, mom, could you not have warned me that this was gonna happen? <laughs> oh, I just never thought to talk about it. You just don't discuss it. Really? Like you, like, really? <laughs> that's the problem right there's so many things as women that we don't talk about i mean absolutely good god even like menopause symptoms like right like a two by four to the face and how come yeah. nobody told me this was coming <laughs> right, right. Yeah. or the way the how long it's going to take your body to get back after having your baby and maybe they don't tell you because they're afraid nobody will have yeah. a baby again i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> but but yes, absolutely. We, we are trained not to talk about these things. Yeah. And that's crazy. It is. That's it's absolutely insane. crazy. So, um, so for, the, for the soft edges, what we did was use existing technology in a new way that had not been done to seal the ends of the pads so that they would have a soft, clean finish so nobody would have a seam that was rubbing up against them and causing problems for them. Right. So... So a lot went into the development of this and um, we're really great at research and finding people to help us out with things. Um, but, you know, then we launch and then we're like, now what? Neither of us are in marketing. We don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know what we're doing. You know, I've got a, you know, I had to get an Instagram account. I'd never had an Instagram account. I didn't know what to do with that. I had to get a Twitter account, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it has been a process. 
Well, what I love, like what I hear you saying and what I love about it is you had an idea of something that was going to support not only yourself in your active lifestyle, but other women. And it's just like forge ahead. I don't really kind of know what we're doing or how we're doing it. Never done this before, but eh, we'll just figure it out as we go. And I think, I think that's so good because, you know, in a lot of cases we're like, oh, we got to have it, you know, soup to nuts, end to end, figured it all out. And then we go. And I think just having the confidence to be able to say, we'll figure this out as we go. And people bear with me as we figure this out is, um, well, I I also think that age is on our side with that because we're also not afraid to say, hey, we don't have this figured out yet. Like we're not afraid to say a lot more things that we would have maybe when we were younger, right? Absolutely, because we failed a lot already. Yes. Right? Right? I mean, how many... How many times at raising a child have you failed, right? <laughs> and I'm <laughs> <Daily>? still failing. <laughs> Absolutely. Daily. But, Daily, yeah. but, you know, you still have to do it. It's not like you can stop. Yeah. You have these little people who depend on you. You don't yeah. just throw in the towel. And starting a new business is like raising a baby, you know? <laughs> it really, it really is. Yes, it is for sure. All of the frustrations and the, <laughs> I can't do this and all of that that comes up. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's fantastic um, what you guys are doing because, you know, what came through, um, you know, when I looked at your site and I looked at your product and stuff, what really came through to me was um, a sense of empowerment, right? Because first of all, just talking about this problem that pretty much we're all having, but nobody's mentioning, um, you know, the way that it's portrayed in mainstream media today is not showing women like there's tons of ads for incontinence products out there. They're not showing women, you know, <laughs> lifting weights and, and, you know, doing living active lifestyles. Right. It's, right. It, it, there's, it's really skewed. Right. And so I think having a product, you know, built <laughs> or developed by two, you know, energetic, active women who are like, okay, how do we integrate this into our lifestyle? And think about all the things like, how is this going to feel when I'm, when I'm lifting weights, when I'm wearing my gym pants, when I'm, right. you know, I don't want a big bulky thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, yeah. and how, you know, for us, it was more about the, you know, the, if I'm out and about, how am I going to use this? Right. Right. There are incontinence panties out there, right? There are like, there's a, they're both disposable ones and reusable ones that are panties mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they hold a certain amount of liquid. The disposable ones hold a lot more because you cut them open and they have the same stuff in them that disposable diapers have in them. Oh, nasty. But you know, if you're out and about, how are you going to change out your underwear if you have a leak, right? right? Particularly, what if you're in your 70s and you're at the farmer's market? How are right. you going to change out your underwear full on if you have a big leak? You can't do it. And so, and that, that was one of the things that my mom said was that, you know, one of her favorite things to do was to go to the farmer's market. And she stopped going because mm. she couldn't, she couldn't, change out. She couldn't, unless she was wearing, you know, basically like a menstrual pad, a full on disposable menstrual pad. And she wouldn't do that. Right. She was just wearing her underwear and she just wouldn't go. And I thought, mm. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. And you know, as you get older, you go through things in your life that are often out of your control, particularly if you have a spouse who dies or goes to a nursing home. Mm. 
and your world shrinks. When your kids move out of the house, your world shrinks because you are no longer in contact with the parents who, you know, you would complain to over a glass of wine one night about how teenage hormones right. are driving you insane, right? Right. You're no longer, you no longer have that particular circle. Mm -hmm. So as those circles sort of slough off and go away, if you if you are not actively creating new circles, your world gets smaller. And unfortunately for a lot of women, incontinence shrinks their world further. And because they're afraid to go do something else, right? They might not walk the dog as far. They might not, you know, join a hiking group in their neighborhood or go to a dance class or go to a fitness class or go to a book club even if, you know, if they know that they're going to have this issue. And that shrinking world is what leads to decline, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you have a health issue and you have multiple circles who can come in and help you and take care of you and check on you, you're going to get better. If you don't have those circles anymore, you're, you may not get better. And that's when people go into nursing homes. The statistics on people going into nursing homes for urinary incontinence are crazy. It's one of the really? biggest reasons. It is one of the biggest definers for what, why or when someone goes into skilled care facility. That is so interesting. I did not know that. That seems like a regular, relatively innocuous thing. Doesn't it? It does if it's not a big problem for you, but if it's, you know, and, and let's be honest, our product is meant to address, you know, minor to moderate incontinence. It's not, if you, right. if you need a full on diaper, our product is not going to be the right product for right. you. But for many people, it is, um, that is the defining factor. They, um, because if they have a spouse who has to help them, if they, if they have a mobility issue and incontinence, right. they right. can't take care of it, right? Yeah, that's, so, that's interesting. I did, not, I did not know that. That's an incredible stat. Yes. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and, and we can't solve all of that, but we can solve a little bit of it. And if we help, you know, well, this even just, I, I think even just having the conversation, because like you said, it's, it's a really taboo thing that, you know, I think there's not a woman over 50 who hasn't sneezed or coughed and, you know, had some kind of an issue, like myself included, right? right? right. Yes. <laughs> I know that if I sneeze, it's going to be like, cross your legs really tight because, exactly, right? right? <laughs> Something's going right. to happen. Um, but your point about, um, your point about shrinking your world, like I hadn't thought about it in that context, which is really important because I think one of the things, like as a society, we tend to, you kind of get into the 50 category, age 50 category, and you, you have the sense of becoming invisible anyway, like yes. from a societal standpoint, right? Yep. People don't no longer consider you as relevant um, as you used to be. And so there's that. And then, you know, you add on the other things that we don't talk about you know, like this or like menopause or anything else. And it can start to feel very lonely and isolating. I can completely see that. Absolutely. Um, and then if you, if you start to buy into, you know, the negative messaging from media and our society, 
you literally would think, okay, this is it. My life is over. I'm just going to curl up here and wait for my grandkids to visit, right? Exactly, (laughs) right? And and that is crazy. It's crazy. Think of all the energy that you have. Yes. Seriously, particularly as we go through menopause and we're sleeping less, your brain is not shutting down. Your brain is still going at two o'clock in the morning. Of course. How how horrible would it be to lose the energy and the conversations and the ideas that this powerful group of women who Mm. no longer give a shit what society thinks of them to lose their input into our national conversation. That would be such a shame. It is. It, it's, a, it's a huge shame. And unfortunately, I see it happening as in, you know, even women in their 50s being pushed out of their jobs. Yes. Right? Like, that is the biggest mistake because you're, you're actually trading out, you know, experience and knowledge and wisdom for youth. And right. I'm like, I don't know, but if I got to pick, I'm, I want experience on my side. Like, exactly. it doesn't matter what you look like. So you don't have any wrinkles, whatever. But right. I see it happening all the time. And unfortunately, you know, there, we buy into it. I mean, I found myself, you know, in a position where I was divorced. My daughter had gone off to school. Uh, I lost my job. And, you know, I was like literally going, okay, I guess this is it. My life is over. Until I was like, uh, but wait a minute. <laughs> But right, wait, because you, right. you still have so much value to add. And as an employer, right, right now we have, well, it's just Kathy and I, but when we begin hiring people, who do I want to hire? I want to hire that single mom who has already been through the ringer mm-hmm. because I know she's going to get it done at any expense. Right. And people don't take that into account. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, you know, anybody who's listening to me on this podcast um, has heard me talk about the maven years. Um, And it's, you know, this idea of, you know, maiden mother, and then we're familiar with the kind of the crone piece, which is, you know, the wild, the, the, you know, the wizened old woman who spouting (laughs) uh, knowledge to people. But in between that, there's a period of like 30 years where we have so much knowledge and wisdom and experience to give back to the world. And the beautiful part about the Maven years is that we actually get to affect change within our lifetime. So it's not like we're getting to the end and we're spouting it for the next generation. They're really important years that I think that we don't pay enough attention to. And I love hearing stories like yours and your partners where you're like, okay, this is something that we can do to support the collective, right? Right. Let's jump into this with both feet. Like we're, you know, we might be in our fifties and sixties, but so what, right? There's so much we can give back. Right. And I, I love, I love, love, love those stories. <laughs> and I think, I really think, at least from the perspective of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it is not, we're not doing this in spite of the fact that we're in our 50s and 60s. We're doing it well because of the fact that we're in our 50s. Exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. That's amazing. So um, I, this is one question I ask everybody that I talk to. Um, what, what is the legacy that you would like to leave for your Maven years? So the definition of Maven means a trusted expert with knowledge to share with the world. So what's right. the Maven legacy that you and Kathy are um, looking to share with the world? Well, 
you know, from a personal perspective, I would like everybody to be using reusable products all the time. Um, I, uh, um, it is, um, that is, you know, climate change is our lifetime, right? Mm -hmm, for Plastic sure. in the oceans, killing everything in the ocean. That is our lifetime, right? No more single use plastic. That means no more disposable products. Um, and so that is a re-education of our society. And if we can be part of that re-education, that would be really important. But I, I also think equally as important is building a business that pays attention to the things that I talked about earlier, mm -hmm. right? Sustainably sourced, paying workers fair wages, including women of color when you are deciding who you're going to do business with. Yes. And we have the power to make that change in our lifetime. And mm -hmm. it has to be, it has to be, you know, um, it has to be a part of every conversation, not just part, not just a one off or, you know, a, a tertiary conversation. Oh yeah. We should think about when we hire, should we do this? No, it has to be from ground up. This yeah. is, this is how we want to build our company. And, um, and I think that those are things that can change in our lifetime. And I would love for us to be part of that conversation. Yeah. Those two conversations, right? The sustainable piece and the doing business, business ethically. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, those are incredible. And like, we have to, we have to be having these conversations. Absolutely. We, we don't have a choice anymore. Right. The, <laughs> right. On either of those topics. We don't on have either. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. So how are you guys marketing your products now? Like where can people go to, to find them and to, to purchase? So we have a website, we warriors, W E W A R R I O R S dot life. And you can buy our products on there. And then we are also on Amazon prime. So if you search for We Warriors on Amazon. Oh, excellent. Um, we're on Amazon Prime. And, um, and then uh, we, we are trying to partner more and more with pelvic floor therapists. So mm. these are physical therapists who specialize in pelvic floor health. And they help women fix incontinence, mm -hmm. which I didn't even know was a thing. Certainly when I had my sons, I did not know that was a thing. Um, again, part of our, you know, something nobody ever tells you about. I believe it is much more of a thing now than it was when yeah. I had my sons. But, um, so, so we are trying to help people connect with pelvic floor therapists who can solve incontinence issues for them or bladder control issues mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, in return, the pelvic floor therapists are, are showcasing our products and saying, okay, so we're going to work on this together. We're going to develop a plan to stop you from having this issue. And in the meantime, here is a healthy and sustainable alternative to what you're using right now. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's important to, and the whole pelvic, the whole pelvic health thing is, is, is relatively new and thank goodness for it. Because again, like all suffering in silence, Yes. right. <laughs> and, and to know that it's like, Okay, first of all, kind of normal. A, B, it can be fixed, right? And to start that conversation is just so, so important. Um, right. You know, and that, yeah, you're not broken. You're not suffering alone. <laughs> the average woman 
wait six and a half years before getting a diagnosis for a bladder or pelvic issue. Six and a half years that you're just sitting here thinking, oh, it's just me. Wow. That's insane. That is That's a crazy thing, right? We can do better. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing the, this conversation to the light and for doing it in a way that's, um, you know, both empowering for women, um, but also empowering for our planet. Um, thank you. I, I love stories like, <laughs> like yours, um, you know, where you're just like, okay, here's, here's an opening. Let's go for it. Let's, let's do it and let's do it in the best possible way. Um, I think the power of women stepping into purpose um, you know, we talked about a bit about this, about, you know, feeling like your world is small and maybe not doing the things that you love. The power of women stepping into their purpose is, I, I mean, I get goosebumps when I think about it. And, you know, so many times maybe we wouldn't do that because we don't feel comfortable because we have this problem, right? right. And whether, you know, that becomes whether your purpose is going to the gym and lifting some heavy ass weights or whether it's, you know, volunteering or whatever it is that you want to do, being able to know that A, you're not alone and that B, you have a resource that can support you in doing that is fantastic. So yes. thank you for uh, starting We Warriors and um, everybody go, go check them out. So it's wewarriors.life, right? That is correct. And then you're on, are you on the social medias too? We are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest. Oh, perfect. Which I also had not used. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, find us on <laughs> all of those. So, um, and thank you so much, Jen. I really, I appreciate what you're doing and no the way that you are showcasing how many just kick-ass women are out there. So many, so many kick-ass women. So yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Old Chicks No Shit. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in.